We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Welcome to another edition of Nebraska Preps post game. This is not Damon Benning. Unfortunately, he was not able to make it today. Um, it's at home dealing with a sick kid situation. So you're stuck with me, Jacob Badilla, this week. Um, I am not a radio professional uh, like Damon is. So hoping to uh, just kind of steer this thing in the right direction. Fortunately, got a great producer today, Sasha, filling in for Pat. Um, it's always nice. And um, got a great guest as well. Uh, we have uh, Chevelle Sansosi, um, the uh, founder and CEO of DVLP um, Basketball. She's um, a, a great, <laughs> great asset for the basketball community, I would say. It's probably the best way to uh, introduce her. Um, so, Chevy, uh, thanks for joining me today. How are you doing? Yeah, no problem. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I, I appreciate you, you know, thinking of me and giving me an opportunity to kind of share what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, thanks for coming on. We're, like I said, we're, we're trying to uh, put a spotlight on some of the, the best people in the area that are helping kids kind of accomplish their dreams and become the best they can be. And um, you're on the initial list that I was, when I sat down thinking of guests we could have on, you were definitely on that, that list that first came to mind. So great to get you I on here. That. Yeah. Thank you. And just a little background on you, Bellevue East grad, um, thousand point score at Creighton University, um, had a great career there. And then out of, uh, out of school, you kind of went right into coaching and you got to uh, experience coaching at the high school level, the AAU level, the NAI level, and then landed back at, uh, at Creighton, your alma mater. So first kind of what was it like going through that, that experience straight out of college of coaching at kind of those different levels and getting a look at it from that perspective? Yeah, well, um, it was humbling, honestly, in, the, in a few ways. Um, one, you know, I, I remember having to sweep the floors and do a lot of the things that I kind of took for granted as a college athlete. Um, and the experience kind of gave me a lot more appreciation for a lot of the people that are involved in just a team. Um, so it was cool to, to kind of go back to the high school level and look at just how, how different teams prep, um, what the cultures are, you know, the different cultures are like, um, I would say one of the best things for me, I, I would, I guess I would say one of the best things for me was, was easily, uh, coaching at the NAIA level. Um, you don't, not you, obviously, but <laughs> people don't recognize how, um, talented that level of basketball is. Um, and I, that was something that I definitely didn't. So I think, I think that was a really, really good upon reflection experience for me. Um, just because obviously I'm trying to help kids today. Um, and I think there's a lot of, um, uh, confusion of the levels of play. 
and, and how it correlates to, to success. So, um, I think that that experience, all those different levels definitely helps, you know, my perspective of, of how I'm trying to help kids today. Yeah. And spent a year at, at Midland and that's actually, my brother's the junior at Midland right now playing basketball there. Oh, so okay. I've got a, my awesome. brother, Jordan, I've gotten a chance to see a lot of NA basketball, some men's and women's a little bit out there, just being out there, seeing his games and stuff. So you're uh-huh. absolutely right. That is a really high level of basketball. You can find it yeah, anywhere. Um, NAIA division two division one, the best of the best is really good at, at each level. So um, it's an excellent yeah, point. You absolutely. Made. And after that, you, you got a chance to go back to your alma mater and spent what, seven seasons? Was it at Creighton? Yep. 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 Seven seasons. Um, so <laughs> I was back here in 2013 was my first year. Um, and it was freaking awesome. <laughs> I, I think I just, I just super lucked out because um, I got there right when we went to the big East. So um, I was there when we first had our, you know, first flights to New York and all these big cities and, um, it was a lot different than the, than the bus rides to Evansville and Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, so I thought it was, uh, it was a really, really cool experience. And, um, yeah, I, I, there's, it, it went by really fast. Um, met a lot of people. Creighton is obviously an amazing place to work. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a really, really cool experience and, and just being back to where I, where I came from. Yeah. And I'm Creighton alum as well. And, uh, graduated in 2015 and I, I covered the men's uh, basketball team primarily but I also did a little bit of covering um, the women's team and just it was pretty cool being around Jim Flannery and seeing some of the stuff that he did how how did that time shape you as a coach and as a developer mm-hmm. of young basketball players hmm. um well the first thing that jumps out to my mind is uh working for Flan it'll it'll teach you a lot just because I think he he does an excellent job of not being a micromanager Um, he puts a lot, you know, of trust and faith in that, that the kids and the coaches are going to do their jobs. Um, and he doesn't have to hover over you and make sure you're doing things right. Um, and I had not experienced a lot of that, um, uh, in my, in the past, as far as bosses, except Fritchie, Matt Fritchie, just in case he listens to this, (laughs) he, he wasn't a micromanager either, but. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's easy as a uh, person who's kind of um, managing people, it's easy to get a little too, um, maybe carried away with, uh, I guess just, just watching over and not, not having faith in the people that you kind of hire and, and, and recruit. Um, and I think he did a great job of that. So that is definitely something that I want to take and that I feel like I've taken from him. Um, so Flan, Flan is the man. So that, that was, that was one of the biggest um, reasons why it was, it was difficult to leave Creighton. Um, But yeah, he, he's a fun, fun person to work for, uh, super laid back and, and really good at his job. Yeah. And uh, kind of scanning your, your bio page degree. And I know being a college coach was what you listed as your career aspiration and you got a chance to do that. Um, But um, where did this idea or when did this kind of idea for DVLP kind of first come along and how difficult was, what was that process of going through coming up with this and deciding mm-hmm. to take that leap of faith and leaving Creighton to go full time with this? Yeah. Um, good question. So it's funny because um, I had had the thought in my mind, I would say in year three at Creighton, um, I had gone to recruit a kid that was, a local um, kid, she was actually, she played in, in one of the OPS schools 
And uh, I was really, really excited to see her her freshman year. So my very, very first year at Creighton. Um, so that third year, I see her again. She's a junior. Um, that kid completely, you know, plateaued. She, she just never got better. Um, and it was just unfortunate to see such a talented and gifted kid um, not, you know, reach her potential. And I felt like, you know, I, it, it made me think a lot about what I was doing um, as far as I was helping a lot of kids. And it was, I, I felt like a, um, I felt, you know, pretty fulfilled in what I was doing at Creighton. But the reality was that there's a lot of kids that we recruited and that we were able to, to coach who had a great corner when they were growing up and they had great people around them to put them in situations to get to where they were. Um, and I just didn't feel like that that's, that's a situation for everybody. Um, and I, and it's not that I think I'm going to save the world with develop, but I do, I do feel like if I can help a few kids, I'll be, I'll be really happy with that. Um, so, you know, once I recognized that year three, I tried to do a couple things with the NCAA. Um, it makes really things really difficult, um, recruiting rules, people kind of take advantage of them. So every single time something happens that they restrict you a lot more. Um, so it got to the point where I wasn't really able to do much. We were able to do some coach clinics, um, some local coaching clinics for free and that kind of thing. But, um, when it came to what I really, really wanted to do to help kids, I wasn't able to do that just because there were a lot of, uh, restrictions with the recruiting rules with the NCAA. So, um, fast forward four years down the line, I, uh, have my daughter and, um, we're in the big East, obviously. So the travel was kind of crazy for the weekends. And it was just one of those things where when I was pregnant, I was like, I'll, I'll be fine. Um, and I had her and it was like, I don't want to be away from her ever. So Flan being the best boss ever, like, let me take her just about every road trip from, uh, from that season. And, uh, I just, I just recognized that that wasn't going to be realistic for every single year. Um, so between that and, being tugged at trying to help younger kids. Um, it was kind of uh, a reality to, to that. It was time to, to pull the plug. Yeah. And that perspective you're talking about wanting to help kids. That's, that, that's why Damon and I thought it was important to do this series and to talk to people mm-hmm. like you that are out doing that and helping improve the game and giving these kids mm-hmm. a better chance. Um, so tell me a little bit more about develop basketball and kind of w- what your whole program is, what you guys do over there. Yeah. Um, so essentially it's a platform to educate kids and, uh, train them, especially ones who are driven and want to play at the college level. Um, so since I can't, I can't train everyone, um, I tried to make sure that whoever's working with us has, uh, um, great experience themselves. Cause I think that's important. I don't think that's, that's the only way that you can be a good trainer by any means. But I do think it's important for kids to see um, people who have been in their shoes before and from, for those trainers, those coaches to be able to, you know, speak from their own experience um, to kind of guide these kids. So the trainers that we have, we, again, we try to focus on kids who really, really want to play at the college level. Um, doesn't mean they have to be good today, but it just means that they have to be, they have to want to be in the gym. Um, that's, the, that's our biggest, our biggest thing. Um, so we, we work with those kids, um, from a individual standpoint, uh, small group workouts, and we will, once things kind of get, you know, a little bit better with COVID, we'll start doing some camps and clinics. 
Um, but we also have a nonprofit arm. Um, and, and the whole purpose of that is to make sure that we're accessible to all kids, um, whether you're in the urban areas or rural, we want to be accessible. Um, so we have a fund where we try to make sure that those kids can afford, you know, if they, if they're normally not in a situation where they would be able to afford us, um, we can still, still help them. Yeah. And I was going to get uh, touched on that a little bit later, but, um, do a good week here. And, uh, what are some of the ways that people can support what you're doing there at develop? Yeah, great question. Um, well, there's a few ways. So number one, um, obviously if you, if you have capacity to give, um, we would love help that way. Um, this, you know, the way that we are able to kind of do our, our, I guess our workouts is, you know, anything is as, as small as 25 bucks, um, can get kids training sessions and up to a hundred gets to, gets to four. Um, but, um, essentially any, any capacity to give financially is awesome. Um, the other way is they can, they can give to our, our gear fund or, or gear. We have an Amazon wish list, wish list. And so our goal, you know, next month, we're going to have a gear drive. So we're going to get all the, all the gear we can and give it out to the kids that are, that are specifically in North Omaha. Um, and yeah, so any, anything that they can give to that and you can find, um, the way to give to these things on our website. It's we develop, we, W-E-D-V-L-P.org. Um, and then we're on the share Omaha and you just search we dash develop. So, um, and then, and then, uh, volunteers, we're going to have some events this, again, once, once things kind of get a little bit better, hopefully this summer, um, we would love to have some help, you know, when we're doing these, whether it's the giveaways or any of the workouts, we, we, we would love some help from volunteers. Yeah. And looking at your staff roster, you got a pretty, uh, pretty dynamic team there of people helping you out there. <laughs> how, how, are, how are you able to connect with, uh, obviously Vonnie Turner and Preston Murphy, mm-hmm. and you've got some former mm-hmm. players at Crayon helping mm-hmm. you out. Like, how did you go about building this team? You know, one thing I'm, I'm okay at is recruiting. So <laughs> <Yeah>. I, I <laughs> so, um, obviously those people I, I've, I've had previous relationships with me and me and Vonnie played, uh, in high school together at Bellevue East. Um, so we go way back. That's like my sister. Um, so she's the CEO of, of we developed the, the nonprofit side. Um, and then Preston Murphy, obviously we work together at Creighton. Um, he is a ridiculous player development coach. Um, so as soon as I, as soon as I had a chance to chat with him, um, I felt like he was all about it. I'm, I'm on board. And then, um, you know, Alexis Akinotiko, I, I coached her at Creighton. Um, really, really good person. Awesome with kids. There are just a lot of, um, a lot of really good people who love basketball and want and understand the impact that it had on them. Um, so when speaking to them, I can hear it in their, in their hearts, I guess that, that, that that's what they want to do. They want to give back. Um, and Megan Nightworth, you know, was my old co- college teammate. She's helping and Samantha Shewitt, um, also is helping. So, I'm just trying to recruit as many people, smart people as I can around me to, to make sure that this thing goes. It's always a good plan. Um, Talking to uh, some people I know around the program, sounds like for you personally, kind of a big part of the way you went about your business um, was really building up the mental side with players and helping them battle through adversity. How important is that to developing players? Like 
obviously mm-hmm. skill development is important, but the mental side of it as well. Oh yeah. That's an excellent question. Um, it's everything, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's not, it can be everything, but it's, it's a lot, like it's huge. I, I think, I think that, um, a lot of kids think that, you know, they're going to get better by spending hours and hours in the gym. And, and I think there's, there's good to that, but you have to mentally prepare yourself and you have to have confidence. Um, and I think confidence can make a great player. Okay. If they don't, if, if they don't have it and, um, what we try to do, we try to build confidence and we try to, you know, we try to preach reps and all that. But I think that, um, today in youth sports, I, I just, just as a, you know, outsider, or even when I was at Creighton still just observing, um, it feels like there's a lot more pressure on youth basketball than there ever was. Um, you know, you got the baller TV, you're constantly getting filmed and, you know, there's just, you got social media. There's so many pressures that I didn't have to deal with as a player growing up um, that I think confidence is probably one of the biggest reasons why a lot of kids are maybe suffering a little bit more than maybe we did when we were growing up. Um, so the mentality aspect and trying to get the kids to talk positively to themselves, you know, there's 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 goals that we have as coaches and adults um, to try to create a different environment than maybe they have elsewhere. Yeah. And I know one player that you worked with um, that's kind of a perfect example of hard work and becoming a self-made player uh, is Jalen Agnew, who started redshirt first year at Creighton, turned into the biggest player of the year and a WNBA player. Now she's helping you with some stuff as well. Um, yeah. can you tell me a little bit about how Jalen was able to become the player she was. Obviously, you were there kind of helping her along and seeing it from start mm-hmm. to finish there. Yeah, well, Jalen um, Jalen has, first of all, one of the best approaches ever t- as an athlete. Uh, you know, as a coach, you you hope a couple things. You hope that the kid has the hunger and will go do stuff on their own to make sure that they're, you know, keeping up with whatever we're trying to improve on. Um, but I, I think her mentality, she's a perfectionist. Um, she was really hard on herself, but I think that she just did a really, really good job of holding herself accountable and making sure she was in the gym and, and being, um, I guess, uh, you know, she would, she would be the one that would initiate a lot of the workouts. Um, so I felt like her development was, was a natural thing for her just because that's the mentality she had. Um, she just wanted to make sure she was doing things day by day. Um, and it was really, really, I guess, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was easier to help her progression because she was wanting to be in the gym. Um, and that's kind of why I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I need to make sure I'm working with kids who want to be in there. Um, so with, with Jalen, she just, you know, obviously she was blessed with the ability to, to move well. She's got really good size. Um, she can jump all those things that, that help her, um, you know, with, with her physical, you know, physically, but she just had a good mentality. She was really hard on herself, like I said, but, um, from a development standpoint, she had a really good mentality. Um, so it it ended up paying off. Yeah. And that so often that's kind of one of the, the, the common traits of the players that do end up becoming very best is that mentality and obviously the work ethic, but just Yep. The way you go about it too, that's so important where you, you can work hard, but you have to understand the way to work hard. And I think 100%. that's, and I think that's why it's so important for, to have people like you and others like yourself in the community guiding these players. Um, mm-hmm. I, we can probably kind of 
wrap up here pretty quick, let you get off. I know you've got to get in the gym here, but uh, I just wanted to kind of end here on what, what's your, obviously you, you've seen it at all the levels. What's your best advice for players that do want to play in college, whether that's mm-hmm. NAIA, whether it's division two, II, division one, all levels. Hmm. Um, yeah, Cause you've you obviously, know, yeah, from, you've seen it from both the player actually, and the coach side. Yeah. 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 So I was talking to, I, I had a chance to, I have a, the, the podcast, uh, and, and we had, uh, Phil Beckner on, he trains Damian Lillard who plays for Portland. And, um, I asked him this question and he said, um, something to the effect of, I, I don't, I don't want to mess it up. Essentially you, you have to like, want to be in the gym. You, you have to, and so you have to surround yourself with people who are going to motivate you. Um, so essentially building your corner with people who are going to push you is, is probably the best advice. Um, find yourself a mentor. Um, he, he talked about, you know, getting on Twitter. If you have somebody that you respect and you want to get, you know, workouts with or a coach or whoever, but find a mentor and, and keep yourself around people who are going to tell you the truth. Um, I think that, this, this is just being me, me being honest. I think there's a lot of people who tell kids what they want to hear. Um, and it's, it's, and, and it's tough because there's a lot of young, young, talented kids who, who are told they've arrived. Um, and then they're shocked when everyone catches up with them by the time that sophomore, junior, senior year hits. So I think it's important to have people around you that are going to tell you the truth and want the truth. Um, and, and don't take it, don't take it personally, but, um, use it as motivation and, and just surround yourself with good people. Yeah, that's really good stuff. And I, as someone, I, I, I coach at the AAU level. Um, I'm an advocate for all kids in Nebraska help, um, looking to get uh, kids recruited. And that, that is such important stuff is mm-hmm. you, you talk about it's every level of basketball is so good and being open, yeah. being open and willing to listen two people that one that know w- what they're talking about list being willing to listen to coaches at all levels. Cause you never know what that's going to lead to. You could, right. You don't want to turn, you don't want to kind of not respond to like an NAI coach or whatever. You're like, Oh, I'm D one right off the bat. You never know what's right. going to happen down the road. <laughs> talking to that coach could exactly. end up kind of helping you. Oh, they could talk to their coaches at the division two level who could talk to their friends at the division one level. Like, Hey, here's this kid that um, thinks got some talent. So I think that's 100%. so important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, just from my personal, just recently, I would say one more thing is, is that um, I think we have to get to the point where we recognize that girls basketball and boys basketball are not the same thing. Um, and I, I've, I've struggled with figuring out how to say that being blunt. That's the best way to say it is, is there, there are two different games. Um, so when it comes to, their approach of, of, you know, getting better in those, in, in the different, you know, boys versus girls. I think um, kids have to recognize like what they're doing to get to where they want to get to. Um, so I, I, I just, I, I know I see a lot of videos. I see a lot of kids working on things and it's just like, man, girls basketball, if you can shoot, you're, you're good. I mean, boys, boys somewhat the same, but you got, you can be a guy and you can be a freak athletically and you can still get yourself a a nice little chance. But for girls, um, it's becoming more and more of a shooter's game and, and recruiting from a recruiting standpoint, 
I cannot stress enough how much how shooting is is so much more important than just about anything. I mean, you can't be a bum. You gotta <laughs> you gotta actually play hard and guard and those things too. But um, I would just I would just that would be my advice is girls and and boys. You guys you, you gotta shoot. You gotta be able to shoot. Yeah. And that's really good stuff. Um, if, if you if you have kids that want to learn how to shoot better, um, hit up uh, Chevy and her team over there at Develop. You can follow her at <laughs> yes. uh, Chevy or yeah, Coach underscore Chevy and at DVLP Basketball. Um, you can follow them on Twitter. Um, Chevy, thanks so much for your time today. Um, ha- have fun. I know like I you said you got to work out. Uh, have fun in the gym here, helping uh, kind of train the next generation of basketball player coming up here in Omaha. I appreciate the platform, Jacob. Yep. Um, so fun conversation. Hopefully uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully Damon will be back. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to set up another great guest. I'm really enjoying this series, and I hope you are as well. So stay tuned to Nebraska Preps postgame. We've got plenty more coming.